Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Ridge Community Church Podcast. My name is John. I'm one of the pastors on staff at the Ridge, and our vision is to bring the hope of Jesus into every home. So as a piece of that, our goal each week is to bring you something that's hopeful and helpful. So subscribe to this podcast to make sure you don't miss any hopeful and helpful conversations. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to today's podcast episode. We recorded this episode during our message series, You Know What They Say which was talking about some popular misconceptions that people have heard about God, usually said as someone was trying to encourage them. So I asked our executive director of ministries and online campus pastor, Tyler Volkers, to have a conversation just about that series. And he shared with me one of the topics that they didn't get a chance to talk about. It was the idea that God just wants me to be happy. So Tyler and I chat about if this is true or not, and what that means for how we make some of those tough life decisions. So here is my conversation with Tyler. Well, hey, Tyler, thanks for joining the Ridge podcast. Would you mind just sharing a little bit about yourself and what you do at the Ridge? Yeah. Hey, John. Oh, man, it's so much fun to be here and uh, hang out with everyone here. So uh, what I get to do at the Ridge, um, actually, I've been on staff at the Ridge for about 11 years now. We moved up in 2010 and I've served in a variety of ways, been our student pastor for a while, been our uh, family ministry director for a while. But uh, right now I get to serve in uh, primarily two different roles. And uh, one of them is I'm serving as our executive director of uh, ministries. And what that just simply means is I get to serve and lead uh, what we call our ministries teams uh, here at the Ridge. That includes our Ridge groups teams, our compassion teams, Ridge kids, Ridge students, um, all the great teams and team members serving there. Um, And then when it comes to ministries, we just like to say we help someone become a disciple, someone who uh, we use the definition of someone who loves, looks and lives like Jesus. And uh, we get to help uh, them uh, do that on that journey, which is a lot of fun. It's just a lot of really cool people. Um, and then the second thing I get to do is um, I serve as our online campus pastor, uh, which means I get to serve as a champion for what uh, we do for the Ridge Online, how we connect with people online and how we help them take steps uh, to follow Jesus online, uh, which, which is a lot of fun. And it's just some really cool things. But uh, a couple of things about me personally, I've uh, been married for about uh, 14 years now, wow. uh, back in 2007, um, married up to my wife, Andrea, who is just <laughs> awesome. And uh, she's great. We have two kids, uh, Jalen and Brennan, and uh, we are out of the early childhood phase right now. Brennan is um, a kindergarten, um, all day elementary uh, kids. Jalen just started fourth grade. And uh, we'd say this is the two years uh, that we get to like drop them off and pick them up at the same time. And so we are are excited about that. And uh, yeah, so that's a little bit about me. Um, Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Yeah. I love that. I don't know the exact timeline for things that I don't have kids. Right. So I don't know the exact timeline for things, but how excited is that last like diaper day? Well, it's uh, because you never know which one's the last one. You just kind of hope. But uh, we had that Amazon, (laughs) we had that Amazon subscribe and save. And we reached the point of like where I could cancel that. And I remember texting a buddy. I'm like, man, I'm like, this feels like freedom right here. I get to cancel the subscribe and save of diapers. And thankfully that was about a year or so ago. Um, or longer than a year ago, <laughs> he just did K four. So, um, hey man, with the with the it's, with it's, the it's last year, it feels like multiple years all at once. So I, uh, I, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> that is so true, man. So yeah. Well, hey, so we've been going through this this series, uh, like this series of messages at the Ridge called "You Know What They Say," which I thought mm-hmm. has been super interesting because I love the like the concept of of misconceptions and how things kind of come into your mind and you just hear it and you accept it as true, but you're like, wait a minute. 
just because I heard it randomly doesn't necessarily make it true. Right. And so we've been talking through these things that people might say are true, but aren't always that case. Would you just share a little bit about like, where did that idea come from and, and why is it important to talk about these things? Yeah, sure. That's, that's a great question. So we, uh, uh, actually when we plan our teaching series out several months ahead of time, uh, our lead pastor, Mark S. Forrest and I, uh, to come up with like a three week teaching series in, in August. And we knew it was coming out of at the movies and, and just like any time that, uh, we prepare a teaching series, uh, we, we, we just start praying and asking God, Hey, hey what do people who are going to hear this, what do they need to hear? And, uh, we kind of went through a, a couple weeks where I didn't have a clear answer. It was kind of tossing some things around, researching some things, kind of praying about it, asking others. And uh, we ended up having a conversation with um, Eric Ferguson, which if longtime Ridge attenders would, would know that name, Eric uh, used to be on our staff um, here at the Ridge. And then he uh, um, has actually went and planted a church in Ohio and he and his uh, wife, Kate, are doing great. They're, they're awesome. And uh, he said, hey, we're, we're doing a series that is really helping a lot of people. And uh, it was a very similar concept to this idea of, you know what they say. And uh, we heard about it and we started talking about like, hey, you know, what if we came up with this idea to help kind of unpack some of these, maybe some misconceptions that people have about God. And, and if it's a misconception about God, we know where it's going to lead. It's going to lead to people being frustrated about God because these are expectations that no one has ever, um, that God has never put on himself and that he hasn't put on ourselves. And so if that's an expectation we have and it's a false expectation, it's just going to lead to frustration. And so we wanted to unpack what some of those expectations uh, that maybe we don't realize we have are and uh, and return to scripture. And there's just something that we understand about as Christians that when we understand scripture and not just understand it just for knowledge sake, but we begin to follow it and obey it, um, it leads us to a deeper intimacy with God. And so we're like, hey, if we can return to scripture um, and just maybe hopefully kind of spur a little like, hey, I, I want to understand scripture more. Um, let, let's do that. But then also not only that, the second part of the goal was we know that life right now um, has caused a lot of people to need real encouragement and whatever you might be dealing with, you might need some genuine, like I need to be encouraged by this. And a lot of the, you know, what they say statements are kind of cliche things that we just kind of throw out there, but they aren't really that encouraging. They almost fall flat. Like everything happens for a reason. I'm like, what? Like, well, what's the reason for this? You know, and it's not encouraging. Uh, but when we really look at the truth of what God says behind scripture, it really is encouraging and it really is hopeful and helpful. And so we, we hope that this would be a few weeks that would be encouraging and helpful uh, for, for anyone who is engaging with this series. Yeah. I know for me personally, it's been, it's really been really fascinating to, to go along with it. And I love what you're saying about this idea of like these expectations that we put on God. Cause I feel like a lot of times we don't, we don't even acknowledge the expectations we have for him, right. Or the expectations that, um, I mean, we put those on people all the time and we don't even recognize that, but especially true for God. And, um, he's very clear about the things that you can expect from him. And, uh, so to have those other ones coming out there, that's really interesting. Well, there's like, is there a particular expectation or topic that you guys wanted to dive into, you wanted to share, but maybe you didn't have time to, because, you know, we can't talk about, you know, what you say forever. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, Yeah. Yeah, the hardest part about a series is always like what what is left behind that, that you don't get to talk about that you want to <laughs> yeah. that you want to talk about because yeah. 
um, it, you know, th you think it'd be helpful and it's always a hard decision. And so there actually was a topic that, you know, we, we were excited about and if we would have had an extra week or so that we're like, Hey, we would have included it. We, we would have included this one. And, uh, and it's one of the things that I think we hear, they say over and over again as well. And that is God just wants you to be happy. And, and, and like my sole purpose here, um, is, and it's a desire for each one of us. I mean, I mean, who doesn't want to be happy? And right. it's this idea that, I mean, God just wants you or me and anyone who's listening to this uh, to ultimately be happy. Yeah. Do, do you feel like that's rooted a lot in kind of what we almost hope God wants for us? Well, I think it's an expectation, you know, that, that we would yeah. want out of our life too. And we just talk about, you know, the same thing. I, I, going back to the idea of the expectations on God, uh, I think we might have even been tempted to walk away from God or we hear stories of people walk away from God because they said, well, I can't believe God, you know, is this. And we hear that and we'd say, yeah, I, I would walk away from a God like that too, you know, but the good news is, is that's not the God that we find in scripture. And so let's go back to what God really describes himself in scripture and then let that be the God that, that we engage with. So, yeah. That's super well said. I mean, you say, so mm -hmm. going back to the God of scripture, um, mm -hmm. as we do that and we look at this idea of God only wants you to be happy, like how mm -hmm. do we know that that statement is inaccurate? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. And so I think ultimately where, where we wind down th this path is if we're really honest, we want to be happy. I mean, yeah. and happiness is a good thing. It's a good feeling. Um, and what it can lead to is that desire and hope for more happiness. It can lead us to what I would call maybe a theology of happiness. And, and I just had a couple notes that I wanted to share to kind of unpack that um, a, a little bit. And the first one is we have this idea of Hey, I feel happy. And when I feel happy, it must be good. I mean, uh, John, you, you might not have been born before this, but Cheryl Crow, uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe you were the toddler oh, or something. Cheryl maybe. Crow had that, had that song that said, said, Hey, if it makes you happy, it can't be that bad. If it makes you happy, then why the, I'll just say heck, heck here, you know, <laughs> why the heck are you so sad? Um, I was really hoping you were going to sing that. Like when you said show call, I'm like, oh, come on, give me, give me a sing. I can milk hey, that one forever. <laughs> I can do a lot of things. Singing is not one of them. You and me both. <laughs> but, but if we, if we believe that God wants us happy above all else, the, the number one, whatever makes me happy, it has to be right. And whatever makes me unhappy must be wrong. And that's the first point of like the theology of happiness. Now, I think we can see where this is starting to unravel because the number two um, part of the theology of happiness is, well, if I don't feel happy, then I walk away from what doesn't make me feel happy. And the moment when something becomes difficult, the moment we face adversity, the moment we get uncomfortable, uh, the natural response is, well, I'm just going to walk away and I'm, I'm going to push myself away from that situation. And so when it comes to our faith, it starts to rattle our expectations with God. And the third point of the theology of happiness would be, well, I'm not happy. So God might not be good. And we start to believe that discomfort or delay or risk or suffering, maybe an inconvenience or an obstacle. I mean, it can't possibly be God's will. So in other words, if something isn't going right, then this must not be God working in my life, but even more that God just can't be all that good. And when we arrive there, we find ourselves in a process that we become mad at God. And we start to question if he's worth us following him. And then it leads us to the point of number four, uh, where happiness then becomes our God. 
And without knowing it, happiness isn't something we expect from God. We actually begin to pursue happiness as if it was God. Like, hey, I'm going to pursue the false gods of comfort, money, pleasure, things, the things that we think will make us happy. And if we believe all above all else, God wants me to be happy. One day that becomes what we follow is what we think will ultimately give us happiness. And, and then they'll have our devotion. They, they will become the things that we will follow. And unfortunately, what we'll discover over time is they don't fulfill us. And we still end up in a spot where we're chasing happiness, but we don't end up with happiness. You might not have uh, an example of this. It's fine. It's fine if you don't, but I'm just mm-hmm. curious, have you, have you seen people kind of, obviously not saying those people, mm-hmm. but have you seen people kind of start to walk down this road and kind of make that connection and what kind of, what kind of comes from there when they do that? Well, I think you hear stories of um, all the time of individuals saying, Hey, I'm going, I, I'm uncomfortable or it's become tough. And, and you know, you look at a job situation or maybe it's uh, with a relationship and they're like, Hey, because it, it's gotten uncomfortable or hard, the temptation is to push away and walk away. And granted, there are times that maybe the right decision is to, to, to walk away um, if it's unhealthy or, or whatnot. But, um, but really, there might be something God might be inviting you to do in the midst of adversity or the midst of comfort. And I think it takes some time for us to realize, hey, this is an invitation from God for us to, to grow here. Um, but if it becomes discomfort, it becomes very, very tempting to just walk away, walk away from all of that together. So, yeah, it's interesting. Cause it seems like it's a, such a, it seems like such an innocent thought or idea mm-hmm. or like concept, but really becomes like found almost like foundational for, mm-hmm. for lots of behaviors and thoughts and, and actions. And, and like, as you were describing, almost like a, um, like a cycle or a kind of reverse feedback thing that kind of makes kind of brings more of those thoughts and those behaviors Mm to, to fruition where the ultimate goal of your life is just this like emotion versus Mm -hmm. something much bigger than that. When, when do you usually hear someone, cause you mentioned like this concept of encouraging Mm -hmm. someone with, with a, with a statement, when do you usually hear people trying to encourage someone by, by saying this? I, I think uh, you often hear it sometimes when maybe like in a relational uh, situation, for example, um, and, and maybe a relationship with a spouse or a significant other, it, it's reaching that hard time. Maybe the feelings aren't as there as before. And then, well, you know, you could have a friend that's coming along and just saying, well, hey, God just wants you to be happy. And so maybe that's you know, whatever, well, I'm going to leave my spouse for that to go be happy. No, no, God's not calling you to do that. You know, like, um, there, there's times that we experience growth or, or, um, I I think the biggest temptation that when we pursue happiness above all else is it could actually lead us to a point where we're actually missing out on God's calling in, in, in our own lives. I mean, we can trade away a life of being on mission to bring the hope of Jesus into every home. And we can trade it away for temporary things that we think is going to make us happy. But in the end, we, we know this happiness is it's an emotion that we feel for a moment. And then mm-hmm. it, it doesn't give us constant joy um, where, where God is that source of constant joy. You, you mentioned this idea of kind of picking one or the other between mm-hmm. at times this mission that's bigger than yourself versus kind of the potential happiness that that comes right there. Why is that a, 
like a, a why are those obstacles to each other do you think well i think i think it's a perceived obstacle because i think what what we discover is um hey if i want to give into this moment this thing this moment that i think will cause me happiness i, I feel like hey this is going to have have me choose to walk away from god and really that, that's not the option that, that god is pursuing or putting before us um i think god invites us into something so much bigger than just hey i'm gonna go pursue happiness i'm gonna go after that job or that hobby or that person or whatever that that thing might be that that piece of technology wh whatever it might be that you say hey this is what i think is going to make me happy i'm going to go pursue that and kind of ignore everything else well that's it, something else is going to come along in the next little bit but god invites us into something that is constant and and um when we pursue that it may feel like at first we're saying no to the things that we might want but what we'll discover is that it actually leads us into a place that is so much better um for peter who was jesus's closest friend uh he wrote about this to other christians and he said this in first peter one uh he, he said this he said so you must live as god's obedient children which at first we might be like that doesn't sound like happiness but 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 he's like hey here, here's what's going on like he says don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires meaning don't chase happiness that that one thing that you're chasing don't let that be your primary goal and, and he follows it up. He says, hey, guys, you just didn't know any better back then, you know, and back then by, you know, before you made the decision to follow Jesus. And so um, Peter says, you just didn't know any better. Everybody was doing it. It was the cultural norm. Everyone's chasing happiness. It was commonplace. But you know better because now you know Jesus and you want to follow Jesus. And, and the point that Peter's starting to bring up is, hey, we don't pursue happiness. God invites us to pursue him. And there's a big difference. And, and, and here's what Peter says next uh, after that. He said, but now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. For the scriptures say you must be holy because I am holy. Now, that word holy, that might cause some of us to go like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on. And we've heard of that before. We might think of a holy roller, someone who's self-righteous, like, oh, I don't know if I want to be that person. Um, I don't want anything to do with that, but, but here's what that word in the original language means. Holy means to be sacred or set apart. And it's the opposite of common. And Peter says, God is set apart from all of humanity. He is different. He is set apart. And what Peter is saying to followers of Jesus, those of us who, who've said we want to follow Jesus, you are not better than other people. I mean, we, we, we just aren't. You are not holier than thou. You're not the self-righteous part but you are set apart to do something more and you're set apart to be used by God and for God. And, and here's what I believe uh, that means for us and what his desire is for us. What our goal should be, uh, the goal of our life is not to pursue happiness. It is to pursue God and to pursue his holiness. And when we discover what that looks like, here, here's what the end result is. We actually become happy and we become happy from following God. So, so, it's not the end goal, but it is a byproduct of the goal when we pursue God and make God the primary source of, of our life. You see, happiness is the outcome, not the source. Mm. That that's really powerful. I'm I'm thinking through the situation in which, you know, someone is he they want to encourage someone, you know, they want to say, Oh yeah, God wants you to be happy. Do that, do that, do that. 
you know, um, it can be intimidating the concept mm-hmm. of like, oh, well, one, that's not necessarily true, right? I mean, God, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that God doesn't doesn't want you to be happy, but mm-hmm. um, and instead encourage them with, well, maybe there's something bigger for you for, through mm-hmm. this process. What might be, as you're trying to like talk someone through that, what could be helpful to talk them through that? Maybe some of those verses that you shared would be helpful, mm-hmm. but. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's the reminder of, hey, what is our primary calling? And our primary calling is to walk with God. And so um, a phrase that, a coach of mine, um, spiritual coach of my, my life, he, he, he uses the phrase, the invitations of God. And so if I'm facing something that I might be afraid of, anxious with, I've, I've talked a lot about just kind of my bouts of anxiety over the years. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and he's actually walked me through this uh, practice. He calls the welcoming prayer, um, which I thought was silly when I first heard this, but it's been so helpful where he's like, Hey, I want you to identify the, the emotion that you're feeling. And take a moment and just connect with God, maybe pull yourself in the side of a room or something and just say, hey, let, let's just change the focus of this. Because if you're dealing with anxiety or fear or guilt or, or whatever you may be, your temptation may be, hey, I'm going to do what it takes me to do to feel happy about that. And so maybe that's, uh, hey, I'm going to take a credit card and I'm going on Amazon and I'm going to go buy a few things just to kind of help alleviate the pressure. Well, then what happens, you feel guilty about spending the money that maybe you don't have, you know, at that point. And it just kind of cycles itself that way. Mm-hmm. He says, rather yeah. than doing that, rather than doing that, hey, pull yourself aside and, and maybe put yourself in a room or empty space and just and just take it 30 seconds is really all it needs. And just say, um, identify the emotion that you're feeling like this right now. Like, God, I'm feeling anxious about this. God, I'm feeling scared or sad. Um, and, and I welcome this emotion that I'm feeling to be with you. And so God, I, I want to be in your presence. God, I'm going to hand this over to you. And I want you to remind me right now in this moment that you are enough, that you are enough. And so, uh, and so John, I, I, I did this yesterday. I, I woke up and I, I did the thing that I tell people not to do. Um, I looked, <laughs> I looked, I looked at my phone. One of the first things that I did in the morning. And so, and I saw a number of emails, and some emails come through and it triggered a, a, an anxiety type response to me. Cause I'm like, I realized hey, I'm going to have some things I need to deal with today that I was not planning on dealing with today. And I felt oh. that anxiety to do. And then I, I started my time with God and I felt that anxiety inside of me. And it was that reminder of the welcoming prayer. Like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to put the Bible and the journal to the side right now. And I'm just going to sit in, um, in silence with God and just do this. And it's one of those moments where I felt God's presence. And it's like, okay, go back. Go go back now. It, it wasn't so much. Would have would I've been better off leaving the phone? It was like, yeah, I would have been better off doing that. But it was kind of one of those things to acknowledge. Like, okay, here's what I'm feeling. To me, to pursue happiness, I'd just actually just go ahead and deal with it right away. But uh, that that would not have been helpful. Um, <laughs> and uh, they say, you know what? This is a moment to pursue God. His presence is going to be enough for me right now. And in this moment, His presence was, and that allowed me to approach the day. Um, in a different way, a way that I was more, Peter used the word holy or set apart for God. Um, I was able to approach that day a little bit differently than if I would have just been like, Hey, let's go fix problems my way. It it wouldn't have helped it. It wouldn't help anyone out. Yeah. I feel like that's a really, like a really incredible thought process because the, I mean, the, one of the root issues with this whole concept of God wants you to be happy is that it's just like a breeding ground for like rationalization, right? It's just mm-hmm. like, I want you, 
and we always do this for ourselves. Right? You can we explain anything permission. away. Yeah. Yep. And mm-hmm. instead it's saying, it's kind of almost going back to that, uh, in some ways, addressing a root issue for why you'd want to rationalize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you have yeah. to ask a, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. But yeah, you're, you want to identify the thing beneath the thing. Yeah. And what's I, I do have to ask issue? just a, yeah. a mm-hmm. follow-up question. Yeah. You tell people don't look at their phone right when they wake up. Right. Why? Um, because of where it, it can set your mind the right way. So, um, I think, I think, I think our lead pastor, Mark talked about this in a message, but, but it's, it's so good. It's like, Hey, the first part of your day sets the rest of your day. And mm-hmm. so that's why, you know, in the first block of my day for me is like, Hey, I'm going to spend time with God for that. But, uh, um, a practice that I've learned, and I can't remember who, who I learned it from. Um, so I can't take their credit, but I also can't give them proper credit is, uh, <laughs> is the idea of, uh, Hey, parent your smartphone. And, and what we mean by mm-hmm. that is, uh, you know, just like you hope most parents now, parents of newborns can't relate to this yet. But generally speaking, you you go to bed um, after your kids and you wake up before your kids hmm. and you do that to kind of like get your day started or reset your day or whatever. So like with your cell phone um, or your smartphones, parent them, um, start your day without it and end your day uh, and put it away before you end the day. So uh, there's a part of my day, probably about a half hour before I go to bed, I, I plug my phone in let it be, try to go through the first part of the day and, and spend my time with God before I actually go on Facebook or email or Twitter or, or whatnot. So hmm. I love yeah. that. That's a, I, I just have this imagery of like, how would you, how do you emotionally feel if your kid wakes you up, you know, and uh, it's probably not always the best <laughs> in terms of like how you respond to that. But uh... It's usually not responded very well. They call for mom for a reason in the middle yeah. of the night. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, awesome. Well, hey, Ty, thank you so much. Thanks for chatting and sharing some of this thing, these things. That's kind of a fun chance to be able to kind of peel back the curtain a little bit and see, hey, what stuff's super valuable that we didn't necessarily have time to talk about and then mm-hmm. um, kind of learn some more and gain some more skills and and kind of tackle some things and some expectations that, we uh, have God that aren't true. And that yeah. seems super helpful. Uh, good. Hey, hey, John, I have one final question for you before we sign off. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm nervous. Heading, I'm nervous now. We are heading into the college football season. Yep. Which W is going to do better? I'm going to put you on the spot. Is it going oh, to be wow. your UW Washington or is it going to be the University of Wisconsin Badgers? Yeah, that is Badger's a great a question. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to still root for, I'm still going for my Huskies. You know, I said that I went to that school. So, I mean, I have some, like, I have some oh, double they're, cred they're in off. the game. Off right now, I know they're gone, but I will say that there's some weird stuff going on with the whole PAC 12 SEC splitting thing that might be happening. And so I don't even know what's going on, but thanks for setting me up for that. I really appreciate I, I, that. Those, I, you're, it's a, it's a audio podcast, but I, I have, I have the, w the dubs right now, right now. Well, we I'm do this laughing. thing where we cross, we cross our fingers, yeah. like once again, audio. So this is, this is make, making terrible radio here. Off the rails. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Tyler. Hey, hey man, this is a lot of fun. This is, this is really good. Well, that was my conversation with Tyler. And I hate to admit it, but my prediction about the University of Washington is not looking so great now. But you know, you have to go with the heart. So a big takeaway from our conversation is really addressing and naming the expectations that we have of God 
and then assessing if they're valid or not. We can always expect God to make good on his promises, but we need to make sure he actually promises them. Now, I also love what Tyler said about God calling us to a bigger purpose than just happiness. And that can be a really hard thing to consider, but also really meaningful and impactful. Now, my hope is that you found this episode hopeful and helpful, and that if you haven't subscribed yet, you do so right now so that you don't miss any of these conversations.